0: just a note that this new episode was actually recorded in late February. We are all now in our homes working on new episodes, and our special work-from-home version will be coming to you very soon. Thanks.
1: From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from the Bell House in beautiful Brooklyn, New York, it's NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia, Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
0: Hi, everybody. Yeah, nice to see you. Nice to see you. We have an amazing show, everybody. We have an amazing show. Our special guest is Larry Owens. Larry Owens was the star of A Strange Loop, which was a hit off-Broadway musical. By the way, I love the term off-Broadway. I think we should use that naming convention more often for more things. Like I live off Manhattan, you know, or I'm an off-Olympic athlete. As a matter of fact, I'm an off-millennial, I'm an off-celebrity. Our contestants are on (laughs) off-Jeopardy. And guess what? Technically, you are all at an off, 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 off Broadway show right now. So congratulations. Congratulations. Larry Owens has been on a game show before. He wrote on a show called Paid Off, a game show called Paid Off. That is where one lucky winner got their college debt paid off. I know, you're excited, right? Because you want that? Uh, I defaulted on my college debt payments. That's when you don't make them for a whole bunch of years. Yeah, that was good. Turns out you can't just run away from that. They find you. And so I had to take out a bank loan to pay for it. And it was a huge problem for many, many years. But I got so used to doing it and so scared of screwing up again that... When the last payment, it was like, I had to pay 300 bucks a month, but then the last payment was only $100. And I was like, they screwed up. And I called up the bank and I was like, hello, hello, you're screwing up. You're screwing up on my bank loan. Okay, make sure that you do this right. Someone's screwing up your bank. And they're like, no, 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 you paid it off. And I was like, I'd like to speak to the district manager. Like I would not let it go. And they're like, no, 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 you're done. And I was like, "Uh I've heard this before. Who else is there? But yeah, I paid it off. Were you in debt from college?
1: I I was not in debt from college. Good for you. Well, my parents were divorced, so there were two different families.
0: Oh, to feel guilty.
1: They each paid for half, and they both felt guilty because they'd ruined my life, so it worked (laughs) out well for me. All
0: right, let's play some games, everybody. Uh, Let's meet our contestants. First up, Eileen Dennehy. You're a prop assistant for TV and film, and... You collect items from every television production you've been part of. You've said a lot of bad ones, and they're in your house? Yes. Okay, so what, what are a couple choice items?
2: I have a full, like, prosthetic leg. I <laughs> okay. <stole. laughs>
3: from what was that from? What show it was, was uh, from a Bigfoot movie in Georgia. Oh. Um,
0: <laughs> nice. Is, is it, it's not Bigfoot's leg, though. No,
3: it was, like, the producer's grandfather who
0: passed away. <laughs> That's not a set dressing, that is like someone's effects. It was a low-budget film, so... All right, Eileen, when you ring in, we'll hear this. Your opponent is Hillary Maltz, you work in fundraising, and you know how to write the perfect email that can raise thousands of dollars. Yes. One email can do this. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, what goes into that email?
4: A lot of
3: buttons... And bright text, and catchy subject line, and the right time. What's the right time? Usually, like, when people are really bored at work, it's so, like, maybe 30, 3 p.m. Okay, that's the
0: perfect time yeah. to ask for money. Wow, wow. That's lo- the idea. Uh, yeah, it's good, it's good. Hillary, when you ring in, we'll hear this. <phone rings> Eileen and Hillary, whoever has more points after two games will go to the final round. So many countries have a symbolic national animal. We're going to ask you about them in a game we call... Where in the world is
1: Camel Salamander?
0: (laughs) We'll give you a country and some clues. You identify the creature. Malaysia's national animal is the largest cat in the world, putting my meowsers to shame. These lone hunters go by the nickname hack Balang, which roughly translates to Uncle Stripes. Hillary. Tiger? That is correct, yeah. (laughs) Uncle Stripes, that's also uh, what we call my mother's brother, who spent some time in jail.
1: We get it. Danish people are gorgeous. That's probably why in 1984 they picked their national animal from a Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale about a duckling that grew up to be hotter than all the other ducks. Hillary. Swan? Swan is correct.
0: This bad boy of the lizard family eats everything from deer to its own species. Ten foot long and covered in scales, it has the star power to turn down all offers to live anywhere else on Earth, meaning it can only be found naturally in Indonesia. Hillary. Is it a Komodo dragon? It is a Komodo dragon. You never see any of those cross-species friendship videos with the Komodo dragon, do you? (laughs) Never see that in like a... Pony, no, (laughs) hanging out, making it through a rainstorm. (laughs) What what videos have you been watching? I don't know. It's like that. It's like a turtle and a bird, or like a pony. (laughs) What I'm talking about? just
1: just animal buddies.
0: Yeah, interspecies animal friendship. These are my favorite videos. I love
1: these. They
0: help each other through hard times. (laughs) Uh,
1: Okay. This is your last clue. Lithuania has the highest known density of this bird species, which means they also have the highest density of babies being whimsically delivered. Hillary. The stork. You got it. Correct.
0: Mm -hmm. Now they're doing Amazon, mostly. All right, great game, and Hillary is in the lead. Our next game is about places. Sorry, not today, people and things. (laughs) Okay, we have a guest expert to help us with our next quiz. He's the co-founder of Atlas Obscura, which is a website that celebrates fascinating places around the world and is also a best-selling book, now in its second edition. Please welcome Dylan Thuris, everybody.
5: Hi, hello. Hello.
0: Welcome to Ask Me Another.
5: Uh, Thank you for having me here.
0: So what makes something worthy of being included in Atlas Obscura?
5: There is no one answer. You kind of know it when you see it. Oftentimes, it's just a place with an incredible story. So that when someone tells you the thing that you didn't know, maybe it can look like nothing. It looks like a little pond in a commercial park in Japan. But it turns out that all of the fish in that park went to space. (laughs) And then when they got back, they were put in that pond. And so that's you're like, oh, that's an Atlas Obscura place.
0: Is that a thing? That yeah, that's the, a real thing. <laughs>
5: all the fish went to space. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. now they're the second or third generation because they went to space a while ago. But they're the grand fish of space fish.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, this game is called Audio Obscura. Dylan was kind enough to let us uh, rip off some clips from the Atlas Obscura YouTube channel. Here we go. The architecture of some buildings can create a whispering gallery, which is a spot where you can hear someone else whispering far across the
5: room. Jonathan, can you hear me okay? I can hear you. Great, I can hear you too.
0: Okay, that whispering gallery is found in this famous New York City terminal. (laughs) Hillary. Grand Central Station That is correct, yes uh, So I've been there uh, with, It has these like, amazing sort of domed um, Ceilings in a
5: certain way is that, is that what it is that creates this? Yeah, and, and when you go there The way you actually participate in this is uh, You end up looking like a bit of a creep Because you go and you stand with your face Towards the corner You know the, um, the last scene in Blair Witch Project? That's you look like that you like stand in the little corner of the archway and someone stands facing their corner Right and then when you talk the sound bounces sort of in this little pattern across the ceiling and the other person can hear it
0: All right in Montana a woman known as Piano Pat provides the accompaniment to an unusual show It features a giant water tank where women swim around dressed as these mythical aquatic creatures. Eileen? Mermaids. That is correct. Uh, The venue is called the Sip and Dip Lounge. I guess that the mermaids have to give away their singing voice at the end of each shift so they can walk home. (laughs) Tell us more about Piano Pat.
5: Yeah, so uh, Piano Pat took a shift. Basically, the the piano player left for vacation for two weeks and said, can you come and fill in at my tiki bar job with these mermaids? And she covered those two weeks and he never returned. And that was uh, 56 years ago. (laughs) So she's still there today. And by the way, there are also mermen on ladies night. So look out for that.
0: I love that. That's perfect. All right, these grandmothers are creating recordings to preserve their country's traditional folk music. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo recently challenged NPR's Mary Louise Kelly to identify this country on a blank map of Europe that he had for some reason. Hillary. The Ukraine? That is correct, yeah. Yeah. Dylan, tell me more about these Ukrainian grandmothers.
5: Yeah, so uh, these rural villages all around Ukraine, these older women sing these songs that have been uh, sung for generations and often haven't been recorded. So we went around and recorded some of these with the uh, musicologist and, They told us all about the history, and then they also had some questions for us. Specifically, they wanted to know about what and where the Internet was. And so they asked us (laughs) a lot of questions around that, which which turns out is really hard to explain. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And, like, let them have a happy life, you know? (laughs) Uh, What are the uh, grandfathers doing during this time? What are they preserving? uh, Sleeping, for sure. Sleeping. Excellent. (laughs) All right great game. Dylan will join us later in the show, and after two w- games, Hillary is going to the final round. <laughs> Coming up, actor and comedian Larry Owens joins us, who hosts the podcast, What Makes You Sing? For me, it's 3.14 glasses of wine. <laughs> I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. <laughs> This message comes from NPR sponsor, Traditional Medicinals. Traditional Medicinals is the herbal tea company that lives up to its name. Traditional because of the formulas based on herbal traditions that have supported health and wellness for centuries. And medicinal because of the ethically sourced, high-quality herbs like the wild-collected schissandra berries in their everyday detox tea. Use promo code ASK for 20% off at checkout. Powered by Traditional Medicinals support for this podcast and the following message comes from zoom what's a zoom room it's what your conference room is meant to be with flawless video and audio conferencing instant wireless content sharing from any device and just one tap of a button to start a meeting any space can easily become a modern simple to use zoom room from tiny huddle rooms to executive offices to huge training rooms and zoom rooms is effortlessly scalable from a few rooms to a few thousand sign up online for a free 30-day trial of zoom rooms and meet happy with zoom this week on NPR's invisibilia a woman with a strange superpower
1: I have this ability but it's not something I can just use because that's not fair that's intruding into other people's privacy
4: what do you do when you can see part of the future
1: This is Ask Me, another NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now, here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
0: Thank you, Jonathan. It's time to welcome our special guest. He's an actor and musical comedian. You've seen him in the latest season of HBO's High Maintenance. Please welcome Larry Owens, everybody. Welcome to Ask Me Another.
2: Thank you. Yeah. Hi.
0: So I saw you recently in this new season of HBO's High Maintenance. You're in the first episode playing, yeah. It's a great performance. You play a singing telegram person uh, who is overworked, having a tough day the worst day. You're going back to back. You're singing Happy Birthday dressed as a chicken. Uh, Kelly Clarkson Stronger dressed as like a, a heart. And at uh, one point you're dressed as Prince.
2: Prince on Prince
0: Street. Prince yeah, on that's Prince a little,
2: Street. That's for the screen grabbers. A little so um, good. Yeah, Easter uh,
0: hat. Have you ever done anything like this yourself in real life?
2: The closest that I came to that was wedding singing which like it just had like Yeah. which, which had huge Jim Crow vibes. It was very awkward. Like, like the, the person who can afford a live band and the person who has to sing for hire like in such a thing usually you know the like blissfully nostalgic music of the 50s and 60s like it's a hard job like that's the closest but you know it's this you know catch 22 of like I I, wow you get to get paid for singing the hits and then there's a sketch that I can't finish writing about me as a wedding singer because I never knew the words so I like started off too many of those started off and then I was just be like I know you want to leave me oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you just put a lot of grit and tone on it and uh, the, the the drunk conservatives are absolutely in heaven you just need what everyone knows you need the chorus and then just a lot of the chorus the, the, hook. the hook you gotta have the hook you gotta have the hook you gotta have the hook
0: I have a question for you as as a performer And living in New York, you have the advantage to go out and see a lot of great theater and Broadway shows. And you have a particular fascination and eye for, when watching Broadway shows, seeing that some of the cast members in gowns, the women, have hair ties on their wrists...
2: Yes, yes, and it's really, really great when they are in yeah a period gown. So truly, like somewhere where you should not have a chongo, you should not have a scrunchie. It's not a full scrunchie, <laughs> but I just like seeing you know just like the sight. I love seeing an actor you know so at home in the Broadway theater. You know they they just go out, they just go out there and you know have a hair tie on, but they're delivering this you know this this really really well crafted performance.
0: Oh, I want to go to a show with you. That's my favorite thing. I love that. <laughs> I love that.
2: No, you should watch the movie Cats with me. So I truly oh. have. Or, um, or when they do the live musicals, like Kristen Chenoweth performance in Hairspray, NBC Hairspray Live. Yeah. And it's The Legend of Miss Baltimore Crabs. I'm from Baltimore. And so Hairspray was a really seminal musical. It was the first musical that made me understand that musicals happen in real time on Broadway, like every night. And that someone's right. job is to do that every single night. And I was so obsessed that I knew every ensemble member's bio. I followed them from show to show. That's how I built my theatrical education. And I would even play the Hairspray cast recording every night at 8 o'clock like at curtain time and like imagine oh. like what was going on at the Neil Simon Theater. <laughs> but I can truly do a, a, like a NFL like Coach football, like diagram of that performance.
0: That's right, every That's single angle moment. of it. <laughs> so, the first musical you fell in love with was Grease.
2: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm a true balladeer. You know, we <laughs> love the worst things, we love the hopelessly devoted. I truly have mm. princess syndrome, and it's so. It's so awful. Like I truly think that I'm Sandy Dombrowski. I think Sandy, like Olivia Newton John, is a window in, just like not accepted at school. Like she works really hard at it, and then she's cool by the end of the year. Oh my gosh, that's like what oh, yeah. that's like what my 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 black gay fat self wanted. <laughs> like I was like, sit at the table with the cool kids.
0: Yes. Yeah. By, by the way, on your podcast, uh, What Makes You Sing, so you have guests, but you recently did one that's all you because you are really into Stephen Sondheim. Yes! And it's all, it's dedicated, the whole episode's about Stephen Sondheim. Yes! Yes. We couldn't resist. <laughs> Asking you to play a special edition of our favorite game. Now. We're gonna make you sing This is the Sondheim edition So I'm gonna read you the lyrics of a Sondheim song and all of these songs happen to contain The title of the musical but I'm gonna stop before the part where the title comes in and you are gonna jump in and Just sing the next part. Okay. I'm ready. All right And if you do well enough, listener Allie Taberer from Oklahoma City will win an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. Okay, Allie, we got this. All right, here we go. Just be the three of us, only the three of us. We love you. Phone rings, door chimes, in comes company.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That was perfect. Through the best side's company. Okay. (laughs) Yeah,
0: correct. He shaved the faces of gentlemen who never thereafter were heard of again. He
2: trod a path that few have trod, did. Bars. Wow, this is so good. Did you hear that? Wait, give it to them again. Okay. And, and like really like like listen to what the... F- I know, it's so good. Listen to what is happening. Like it is a truly <laughs> a demon is rising up from a trap door beneath the stage and for the next two and a half hours we're about to get our bleeping lives. Okay, so this is what so this is he's about to come on stage He shaved
0: the faces of gentlemen who never thereafter were heard of again. He trod a path that
2: few have trod did. Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet Street. Yeah. Conspicuously anyone's quick and quiet and clean. He was back of his smile under his word. Sweetie Huddle's like I'm nobody who. Soprano. Amazing. Amazing.
0: How about this one? By the way, correct and correct, <laughs> obviously. We have no time to sit and dither while her withers wither with her. And no one keeps a cow for a friend. Sometimes I fear you're touched.
2: Into the woods. Hey. <clears throat> this is, so this is why I love uh, uh, Stephen Zodheim. There's, the no time. Wither. There's no time to sit and dither. Okay, sure, we've heard that word before. We'll, we'll trust you. That's a word. And then we go into this, this language. While her withers wither with her. Unbelievable. Unbelievable.
0: I feel smarter reading it. He, the worst part is that he's talking about a cat. Or is that the best part? That's the best. Part. <laughs> That's the best part. All right. The petticoats wet, which adds to the weight. The sun is blinding. All right. Concentrate. Eyes open, please. Sunny in the park with George. <laughs> yeah, my God. <clears throat> uh, congratulations, Larry. You and listener Ally Taberer. One, ask me another Rubik's cube. <clears throat> One more time for Larry Owens, everybody. Our next game is about fake islands, like Rhode Island. (laughs) Let's meet our contestants. First up, Sarah Schnorenberg. You're a lawyer. And in high school, you were the person on your varsity bocce ball team who single-handedly lost the state tournament game. Yes. That's awesome. (laughs) <laughs> I love too that you were like, "This is what I want to talk about." I was immediately going gravitated to it. Can you, can you, oh, you Fira? Wa- uh,
4: I'm a lawyer. I have no interesting stories. Walk us through this day of failure. <clears throat> um, <laughs> so everyone was really excited. We were basically about to win. Do you, do you know how bocce works? It's like you throw your balls at like the small white ball, and if you, you want to get the closest balls. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the yeah. whole thing Yeah, yeah so, that, that's it, that's it yep. we, had, like, the three, we had the three closest balls We were going to get that many points And that would win the round And we would go on to the next stage in the tournament And then I was going last, dead last No one was after me And I was like, I'm going to try And I knocked the white ball closer to all of their balls And I ruined it for everybody Yay! <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Well, you know, what'd you learn from that? <laughs> Um. Nothing. I think nothing. (laughs) I don't know,
4: but I got a really good college application out of it.
0: (laughs) You got a good college application. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I wrote my all of my essays about it. (laughs) Really? Yeah. (laughs)
1: It's the story of the day when you learned not to try.
0: (laughs) 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 All right, Sarah. When you ring in, we'll hear this. Your opponent is Jillian Thomas. You're also a lawyer, specializing in women's employment rights, and once appeared on Good Morning America, thinking you were going to be talking about one thing but ended up talking about something very different. Can you summarize what happened? Oh, with with pleasure.
3: Um, <laughs> it, I did a favor for a friend of the family who was a producer, and it was a story about people waiting to get married and, until later in life. Mm-hmm. And uh, at a certain point, Diane Sawyer misread the teleprompter and asked me, um, whether I had seen the statistic play out in my life that there were 8,000 single men for every single woman. <laughs>
0: When I moved to New York, this was the sort of myth running around. Yeah. Yeah. I I had to tell her
3: I had not seen that to be the case. (laughs) Um, Anyway, it wrapped up, and I uh, at least hadn't humiliated myself. And then I left, and I was fielding calls from friends, and how'd I do? You looked great. You didn't look nervous. But then one friend asked me, are you aware how they identified you on screen? And I was not aware of how they'd identified me on screen. In your banner. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I buried the lead. The story was about how the census had done done away with the designation single. So you're now either divorced, widowed, or never married. And I was identified on screen as Jillian Thomas. Never
6: married.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's on the jumbotron yeah. in Times Square.
0: <laughs> yeah, Jillian, when you ring in, we'll hear this. <phone rings> Remember, Sarah and Jillian, whoever has more points after two games will go to the final round. Your first game is called Island Time, and to help us out, please welcome back our guest expert, the co-founder of Atlas Obscura, Dylan Thuris. Everybody, hey, good to be back. So this game is simple. We're going to describe an island. You're going to tell us if it's a real place found in Atlas Obscura or a fake island we made up. Uh, But be careful, because if you answer incorrectly, your opponent automatically scores the point. All right. Ring it to answer. Here we go. Throughout history, islands have been used as prisons. So is the case with Florida's Alcatraz for monkeys, which got its start as a jail for misbehaving monkeys at a nearby park. Jillian. False. I'm sorry, that is real. (laughs) That is
3: terrifying.
0: (laughs) It is terrifying. Uh, Dylan, how are these monkeys misbehaving? By the way, are not all monkeys misbehaving monkeys?
5: Yeah, but these are the hardened criminals. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mostly it was, you know, your candy stealing, your uh, car breaking into kind of a serious crime, Uh, some some hand-biting, you know, monkey... Monkey stuff. Monkey stuff. Monkey stuff, yeah. Insider yeah. trading. That's what <laughs> <we're
1: doing>. <laughs> <laughs> if you find yourself walking on eggshells in your day-to-day, why not shake things up and walk on some clamshells for a change? There's more than enough on Fadiouth, an island in Senegal made entirely of shells from the ground to the streets to the buildings. <phone rings> Jillian. Real. Yeah, a real place. hmm
0: I would call that foot injury island.
6: <laughs> you have to wear shoes. Yeah, exactly. You definitely have to
0: wear shoes. It's shoe. like sucks to walk around all the time. No barefoot.
5: So how did this how did this happen, Dylan? People, uh, over the course of a century, people have been living there, and a big part of the food is, is mollusks that are caught mm. and shelled, and then the shells are literally incorporated into everything. They're sunk into the sides of houses, uh, the cemetery is built out of shells, the roads are all shells, so they crunch underfoot. You're right, you do need shoes. So, yeah, it's, the, it's all shells all the time.
0: Pazzo Island off the coast of Italy served as a sanatorium for women in the 1700s who were diagnosed with female hysteria. After decades of abandonment in 2007, it was turned into a luxury spa and hotel. Oh, that's... Sarah. False. Yeah, that's fake. Yeah. It's just still a sanatorium for female hysteria. (laughs) 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 No, that's totally fake. Uh, Unusual hotels that you've encountered, Dylan? Any good ones?
5: Yeah. uh, Outside of uh, Las Vegas, about four hours towards the desert, a town called Tonopah, there's a place called the Clown Motel. Uh, nope. which is oh, clown-themed. Nope. and has about 700 clowns in the lobby. And, and the best part about the Clown Motel is that it, the, the only thing really next to it is an abandoned minor cemetery. So that's a, <laughs> it's the big the other attraction. So <laughs> yeah. that's a just delightful place.
0: Yeah, what an excellent... The pamphlets in their <laughs> lobbies.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Deer Island in upstate New York is privately owned by the not-so-secret society for Yale students, Skull and Bones, of which I, a Yale graduate... I'm not a member. <laughs> Jillian.
3: I actually know this. It is, in fact, true.
1: Yeah? Is it a real place?
3: How do so, you know that? Because I'm an annoying Yale grad, too.
1: <laughs> Wait, what is that supposed to mean, Jillian?
3: <laughs> I was once invited to spend a weekend there, actually. And
1: really? I, did you go?
3: I declined. Yeah.
6: Why?
0: You know... Yeah,
3: it's he, complicated. He's married
0: now.
6: <laughs> <laughs> all right.
0: I don't know if that
1: means it all worked out. I guess that's what you're saying.
0: It all worked so, out.
1: So, Dylan, is this a secret island? Or is it uh...
5: I feel like I should ask you guys. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> can't I can't tell you. Me. No, I know. From what I hear... Uh, supposedly this is where the occult rituals of skull and bones happen, but in fact it sounds like uh, it's what any island owned by a bunch of frat boys would look like, (laughs) which is kind of a dump. Uh, So I think maybe (laughs) you you did fine by declining the invitation. Thank you.
0: If you're a fan of Jonathan Colton's song, Creepy Doll... And you need more creepy doll content in your life. Here's an idea. Head over to the Island of Dolls just outside of Mexico City. It's adorned with thousands of deteriorating creepy dolls. Jillian. True. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. That's real. True. Yeah, yeah. This, is a,
5: this is a real island, a guy named Don Julian Santana. He was an eccentric who lived on this island, and he found dolls floating in the trash and washing up on shore. Oh. He just started affixing them to things. He thought that they were these kind of magical protectors, so slowly the island filled with dolls. And now when people visit, they bring their old broken dolls and add them to the collection. So it's an ever-growing ever oh. collection of, yeah. of creepy dolls. That,
0: yeah, even creepier. That's right, whoever did that
1: gut kind of sound. <laughs> now it is a cursed place. <laughs> Congratulations, (laughs) weird old man. (laughs) Exactly. All
0: right. Well, that was a great game. Thank you so much, Dylan. And Jillian is in the lead. Coming up, we'll play a music parody about ill fated journeys because sometimes it is a mistake to take the midnight train (laughs) going anywhere. (laughs) I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Hey, it's Ophira Eisenberg, host of Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. Need more brain teasers in your life? Just say, Alexa, play Ask Me Another Podcast and let the fun begin. This message comes from NPR sponsor Discover. Did you know that Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, with no limit to how much you can earn or how much they'll match? Plus, Discover is accepted at over 95% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when you use your Discover card, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2019 Nielsen Report. Limitations apply. All that data collection. They have the last 10 years of your movements. It can have real-life consequences. And if you have that much information, that information is going to be misused. I'm Anush Zamorodi, and who decides what's right or wrong in our digital world? That's next time on the TED Radio Hour from NPR. Subscribe or listen now. Mm.
1: This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Jonathan Colton. Now, here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
0: Thank you, Jonathan. Before the break, we met our contestants, Sarah and Jillian. Sarah, in college, you were known as the girl who twisted her ankle playing ping pong. Yeah. I love your stories. I love every single one of your stories. <laughs> I'm just telling you that right now. Why were you known as the girl who twisted her ankle playing ping pong? I mean, other than I guess yeah, that happened. Yeah, I twisted
4: my ankle playing ping pong. Um, you know, uh, like a week before I started college as a freshman, I was playing ping pong with my family. It was like a weird variation where we were running. Uh, and I fell, and I twisted my ankle, and I was on crutches when I started, and I was a dumb 17-year-old who, when they asked, why are you on crutches, I told the truth. Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize that it wasn't going to, like, be a good look until, like, a year later, and, like, I found out that people were like, oh, you are the ping pong girl. <laughs> but
0: they knew you.
4: But they knew you. I wish they didn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Jillian, you might be single-handedly keeping the greeting card industry alive, as on any given celebration, you give multiple cards to the people that you're celebrating. How did this start? One year,
3: when I was much, much younger, my mother couldn't make a decision among all of the various birthday cards, and so she just bought six. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so now we do that for every single holiday. It's oh, so sweet. It, it's yes, I get really weird looks on Mother's Day and Father's Day, from the oh because you buy multiple. Yeah, yeah. The cashiers, you can just see the gears kind of turning.
0: Like, <laughs> what's your situation? And do you just say, uh, "Would you like a Mother's Day card to give one to them?" I just say it's complicated. It's very complicated. <laughs> This music parody game is called What a Long Strange Trip It's Been. Jillian, stay in the lead, and you are in the final round. Sarah, you need to get more points, or you'll get to the free hotel breakfast, (laughs) and all they'll have is that turny tube of (laughs) cornflakes.
1: Here we go. So ring in and tell me who I'm singing about. You can earn a bonus point for identifying the original song or the artist who made it famous. Are you ready? Ready. Okay. (laughs) Just want to make sure. (laughs) While circumnavigating solo in a plane, almost made it around. I left New Guinea and oh no, disappeared and have never been found. I don't have a joke for this. It's just... Jillian, yes. <laughs> Amelia Earhart? Yeah, that's correct.
0: That's right. Like most women about to turn 40, she was never heard from again. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Aww. <laughs> For a bonus
1: point, can you name the original song or artist?
3: I could not.
1: I didn't do a very good job with it. It's It's Aretha Franklin, Freeway of Love. Oh. Everybody's like, what? Really? (laughs) Didn't sound anything like that. (laughs) Here's your next one. Though I explored for quite a while I never found the freaking Nile you finally found me after six long years. Yes, it's me, Stanley. You presume. Jillian?
3: Oh my God. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was just faking it. I don't You're
4: know. You're just
1: faking it thought it might come to you and it didn't. Okay, yeah. Sarah, do you know the answer?
4: I think his name starts with an L. He's that English guy who went down to like Victoria Falls. But it's like L-E- yes. I- e- L- Lewis? Levinson?
1: Sorry, it is neither Lewis nor Levinson. <laughs> uh, it is Dr. David Livingstone.
0: Damn! Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Famous uh, Dr. Livingstone, I presume. <laughs> Uh, there's no bonus point, but that was Vanessa Carlton a Thousand Miles. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> Vanessa's in the audience tonight. She's very
6: <laughs> <safe>.
1: <laughs> Stuck on a snowy mountain. We're out of food. We took the Hastings cut off. I ate a dude. Jillian. Uh, Shackleton. I'm sorry, it's not Shackleton. Sarah, do you know the answer?
3: Why
4: do you keep naming explorers who I've heard of whose names I can't remember? They're that family who like were going Oregon Trail. Oh, They're wow. in Colorado. They ate each other. Uh-huh. They're a family. But I could not tell you their name. Um, the cannibals. Yeah.
1: That would be a weird coincidence, but no, that is not their name. <laughs> the Donner Party. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's the most fun we've had with cannibalism for a long
6: time.
1: Though. It's taken a while for cannibalism to become fun again. <laughs> I think the time is finally here. That was uh, Talking Heads Road to Nowhere.
0: I think cannibals call the people they're about to eat talking heads.
6: <laughs>
1: Very nicely done. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Here's your next one. Portuguese with expertise to sail around the world by sea. Only one ship finished the trip. But there's a straight named after me. Sarah. It
4: is the Mic Mick Mick Guys, I am so close. It is there is the there's a line named after him, as you said in your song, the Mick. The Magellan. It's very close. It's very close. I can't.
1: I can't. I'm sorry. I can't give it to you, Sarah. No. Jillian, do you know the answer?
6: <laughs>
1: I mean, is it Magellan? Magellan. It. Yes, that's correct.
6: <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> this,
3: what happens to
1: me? Sarah, to it's God. like it's like somebody cursed you right before. The, a very specific curse. I
4: I blame Atlas Obscura. <laughs>
1: very nice. That's it is fair. the
4: creepy dolls yeah, and they fair. did this to me.
1: All those horrible cursed places <laughs> and now you can't think of anything. No. Right in the middle of a trivia game show. <laughs> I would have uh, given her that. P.S.
0: Can you? Please? No, no. No, we can't, but I just wanted to let we you know.
1: I went to Travis. I went to Travis please? and Travis is... Uh, yeah. Producer Travis is in charge.
0: We have to pretend that there's some integrity to this thing. I know that it hasn't <laughs> seemed like there's much. Anything goes.
4: You can give me a point.
0: If I go down, I go down in flames.
4: There's blood on your hands, Ophira.
0: What kind of lawyer are you? A bad one.
1: Uh, let's see. What's happening now? Oh Yeah, so Jillian got that right. For a bonus point, can you name the original song or I artist? Have,
3: I have no recollection no, of what le- happened. I, yeah. <laughs> How could you go
0: back to that?
1: Who even knows what I was doing. That was that was Lenny Kravitz's Are You Gonna Go My oh, Way. But, but I played it, it on an acoustic guitar. I can't, I can't. Here's the next one. Left from the port in Southampton Sailing the Titanic to NYC We hit the iceberg I was very helpful Debbie Reynolds played the movie
4: The Titanic. Wait, no! Don't tell me! Don't tell me I got this wrong!
1: Well, we're looking for the person that I was singing about.
4: (laughs) Oh, we were looking for the person? Yes. I assume Jack and Rose didn't actually, like,
0: exist. Uh,
1: (laughs) I don't think think they did. But the answer is not Jack and Rose.
4: (laughs) Um, good luck in the final round, (laughs) Jillian.
1: Jillian, do you know the answer?
3: I, I couldn't understand the half, second half of what you sang. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. I, I knew it was the Titanic. This game as is well. a
1: real winner. I'm feeling good. i <laughs> feeling good about everything. I'm every also the oldest
3: person on stage by about 10 years, so I couldn't hear oh, very we, well. We
1: were, <laughs> <laughs> we were looking for the unsinkable Molly Brown. Ah,
3: Aww. sure.
1: And of course, that was Proud Mary that yes. I was singing. Doesn't matter. Let's, <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Unfortunately, this is your last clip.
6: No, no, we have to. I also wish
1: it could go on forever, but it (laughs) cannot. Here we go. (laughs) Well, I was the emperor. Sarah?
4: Oh, did I get that? Um,
1: Napoleon? Napoleon is
6: correct! Yay! I got Oh my god.
1: Now, Sarah, for a <laughs> bonus point, can you name the original song or artist?
4: It sounds familiar. Um, OK.
1: Can you be more specific?
4: Oh, is that the one, I Would Walk 500 Miles?
1: Yes, I will give it to you. It's actually called I'm Going to Be by The Proclaimers.
0: Great job, Sarah. Great job. Great job. (laughs) And after two games, Jillian is moving on to the final round. Right, it's time to crown our big winner. Let's bring back our finalists, Hillary Mals, who says if you need to ask someone for money, do it at 2:30 when they're bored at work. <laughs> and Jillian Thomas, who, according to Good Morning America, has never been married. <laughs> All right, you'll need. To be smart and strategic to win our grand prize and Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube, signed by Larry Owens. The first contestant to bank eight points wins. There are multiple categories. Each category has four clues. Each clue is worth one point. Your first category is Northern Hemisphere Constellations. The first clue is always a toss-up. Ring in to answer. A winged horse. Hillary. Pegasus. That is correct. You now have one point and control of the category. To keep going and earn up to three more points, say, ask me another. The risk is, if you miss a clue, your opponent will get a chance to steal control of the category and all the points you have it banked. So what will it be? Ask me another, Ophira. The hero who beheaded Medusa. Hercules? I'm sorry, that is incorrect.
1: Okay, now Jillian, if you know the answer, you will steal Hillary's one point and take control.
0: I'm embarrassed to say I don't. That's okay, the answer was Perseus. Ah.
1: Okay, since you were unable to steal, Jillian, that point stays with Hillary. The score is now one to zero.
0: Your next category is Southern dishes. Ring to answer, these deep fried balls of cornmeal batter are often served as a fried fish side dish.
3: Jillian. Hush puppies.
0: That is correct. Uh, Ask me another. It's made of chili, cheese, sour cream, and corn chips, and often served in the corn chip bag. Oh, is this Frito-Lay pie? Yeah. Frito-Pie or Frito-Lay pie. That is correct. What would you like to do? Ask me another. Popular sandwiches at the Masters Golf Tournament feature this spread, usually made from grated cheddar, peppers, and mayonnaise. Pimento cheese? That is correct. Uh, ask me another. Sometimes called Carolina Peas and Rice, this dish contains black-eyed peas, chicken broth, aromatics, and ham hock. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
6: <laughs>
3: it's, it's back in the file somewhere, but okay. it's not going to be resuscitated. Do you want to guess? Yeah, it's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs>
0: Hillary, can you steal? Is it gumbo? I'm sorry, that is incorrect. The answer is Hoppin' John. Yes.
1: Jillian, those three points stay with you. You are now in the lead, three to one.
0: Your next category is Eastern. I'll give you a continent and a clue to something from its east side. Ring in to answer. Asia. This South Korean movie is the first foreign language film to win the Oscar for Best Picture. Jillian. Parasite. That is correct. I'm
3: good.
1: You're good. (laughs) 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 Playing it safe, all right? You're going to bank that point. The score is now four to one.
0: Your next category is Westerns. Name the TV show or movie with these characters. The Android Hosts, Dolores Abernathy and Maeve Millay. (laughs) Jillian. Westworld. That is correct. What would you like to do? Uh, I'm
1: good. <laughs> one more point
0: into the bank. <laughs> Slowly backing them up.
1: Gillian, you are now in the lead. Five to one.
0: Your next category is songs about places. Name the artist. 2010's California Girls. Gillian. Katy Perry. That is correct. Ask me another. 2017's Havana Yeah um, I I don't have it Okay Hillary, can you steal? Callie Uchis That's
3: probably (laughs) not it Yeah,
0: that's good (laughs) Yeah, we'll take that No, I'm kidding Uh, (laughs) But I knew that you were were circling You were circling Uh, Her name is Camilla Cabello Ah, man All right.
1: Okay, that point stays with Jillian. It is now six to one. You're two points away from victory, Jillian.
0: Here's your next category. What river runs through it? Ring in to answer. Cairo. Hillary. The Nile. That is correct. What would you like to do? Ask me another. New Orleans. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I've never been to New Orleans. The Mississippi. That is correct. What would you like to do? Ask me another. The world's largest tropical rainforest, the Amazon. That is correct. One more. Ask clue. me another. The Grand Canyon. I know the Hoover Dam's a part of it. <laughs> mhm. Good fact. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna just say the. I'm going to give you three seconds. I don't know.
1: Okay, Jillian, you now have six points. If you answer this question correctly, you will steal Hillary's three points and win the game.
0: The Colorado? That is correct, the Colorado River. Amazing game. Hillary, well done. And congratulations, Jillian. You're our big winner. Our podcast drops each Friday. Listen and subscribe. Ask Me Another's house musician is Jonathan
1: Colton. Hey, my name anagrams the Thou of Canon.
0: Our puzzles were written by Camilla Franklin and Carol Lee with additional material by Karen Lurie, Ashley Brooke Roberts, and Kara Weinberger. Ask Me Another is produced by Travis Larchuk. Kiara Powell, Nancy Seichow, James Sparber, Ramel Wood, and our intern Nick Garrison. We are recorded by Debbie Daughtry, Neil Rausch, and Serge Zabridger. Our senior supervising producer is Rachel Neal, and our bosses' bosses are Steve Nelson and Anya Grundman. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, the Bell House. Hot Heel Blues. And our production partner, WNYC. I'm her right Begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Hey, listeners, next time, Ask Me Another continues. That's right, we're going to be coming to you from the sweet comforts of our personal digs. So get ready for our very special work from home episode featuring the same comedy and trivia you love, just cozier. So join me on NPR's Ask Me Another, the answer to life's funnier questions.